I'm Mirza, and I really wish Cher was my second mom. And I'm Pooja. I'm the biggest Scorpio in Prospect Heights. So true. Do you have problems that you think are really important, but other people don't really want to hear about? These are problems that your therapist has told you to move on from. We're here to give you advice on all of them, from the nothing burger to the everything burger. Like, did you accidentally make eye contact with your boss in the Equinox steam room? Scandalous. Do you hate the soap in your in-law's bathroom? Are you afraid to run outside because you have terrible form? Does your boyfriend keep making out with his dog that has terrible breath and then trying to kiss you? Well, if you've experienced any of these problems, you may qualify for our advice. A quick little disclaimer, we are not trained professionals. If you do take our advice, please take with caution. Proceed with caution because we are the, the problem, problem solvers. solvers. Hey, Pooh, how's it going? I'm good. Hey, Mears. Tell me what's going on with you this week. What plagues you? Okay, so... I'm doing the responsible thing mm -hmm. and I'm in therapy. Okay. Muzzle. Thank you. That's nice. I'm in therapy. But my issue is that my therapist stopped taking my insurance. Oh. She like moved practices. Oh. And now I have to find a new therapist. So I did the whole song and dance yeah. where I had to like, you know, call therapists uh, and tell them my trauma in a distilled five minute naturally consultation they want a quick summary exactly and i'm like honey how do i summarize like, honey, this trauma it's been 30 years of trauma how am i supposed to <laughs> exactly how am i supposed to give it to you in five minute increments yeah and i'm like having to often do these consultation calls like on the sidewalk outside of work oh no because it's like, when else am I able to like do this during business hours, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I feel like there are plenty of people have been passing me and me talking about, you know, deep rooted issues. Yes. I feel like a quick summary of, of not your, but like in general, someone's trauma. Like, if I had to do that, it would be like one word. Like, it would be like f 51 word sentences, you know? Just like, yeah. <laughs> being like, Parents, ex-boyfriends, relocate, you know, like. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. I know, it's like, I don't even know if that five-minute consultation is even helpful. It's like, feels as helpful as if me, like, painting a picture of my trauma and, like, sending it to her and be like, Surely. this is what I'm feeling. Like, yes. you know, it's like, how do you even get into anything? Yeah, no, um, for sure. And it's also just so not personalized because they're clearly, like, taking notes whenever they're doing the intake and they're yes. like, okay, so you, so immigrant issues, um, family. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, so you were the only Brown person in your grade right. from K through 12. Right. And, right. uh, everyone thought your name was Puha. Like, okay, got, yeah, it. got um, it. Sure. Do you take Cigna? Like, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, and are you fully employed and have medical coverage to cover the six? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're really just trying to get. That's the punchline that they're Sure. And I get it. Like they we have it's a the consultation is a necessary step to the process, yep. but it hasn't been um, I haven't loved it. Yeah. And I finally settled on the therapist, nice. a, a new one. But my problem is that I don't love them. And I hope they're not watching. Well, yeah, I hope they're not either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we hope you're not. <laughs> I hope you're doing something better with your time. Yeah, I hope that you're therapizing. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I don't love them. And I think I don't love them. And I feel comfortable saying this okay. because 
I think I don't love them because they're new. You know, they're, they're new, new to, to the me. Th- to, oh, to you, not to the therapy world. Right, no. Got they're it. new to me. Or like, it's like when you're starting to date someone, you're yes. just trying to suss them out, figure out what the vibe is. If if you can trust them, is this person going to be long-term, here for yes. the long haul? Yes. Or are they going to change insurance on you? They're going to flip know? on you all of a sudden? Exactly. Yeah, going to reveal some dark... Some dark past. <laughs> totally. Is an ex going to come back in the picture? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm just in this weird place where I'm trying to be very open-minded and give this person the benefit of the doubt because they obviously don't know me. And yeah. it's my job to, you know, make them know me and, and introduce myself to them. And it's their job to take that in and, yeah. you know, yeah. I guess therapize me, but I'm just not feeling it. I miss my old therapist. No. She was this really lovely older woman. I oh, swear yeah. to God, she was 90 years old. She 90? was so old. But she'll never tell you. She w- I don't even think I asked her because I felt like that was like a rude thing to ask, obviously. But Therapists she's straight. Ne- never reveal anything. Well, that's true. That's true. But this was interesting. My old therapist, she did therapy in her apartment. And it was very personal in a way because I was able to see the art on her wall. I was able to see pictures. And she's mentioned that she was partnered at one point in her life, but I don't know, like, for how long has she been alone? If it if that person passed away, if that person and her just split up, like... I just, I had so many questions. I had more questions being in her apartment than I would if we were just like in a, you know, a random WeWork somewhere. I feel like going to therapy in the therapist's home would really throw me off because I would be paying attention to every little thing in their house to be like, that disqualifies you from being my therapist. That disqualifies you from being... It's like, if you can't make your own bed, you can't tell me why my parents have messed me up for the rest of my life. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally, totally. <laughs> Love I'm... you, mom and dad. You didn't. It's not your fault. It's something else. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. I mean, I, I also feel like it's... Yeah, going to therapy in, in a therapist's home makes you realize like ther- therapists are whole people. They're human. But yeah, I, I miss my old therapist. Another reason I miss her too is that she used to dog sit for people in her building. That is so sweet. So sweet. And so there would always be a good boy or girl in the session with us. Oh, like a therapy dog. Oh my God, a therapy dog for the therapist. Yeah. That's very meta. Yeah, That's it is meta. so That's meta. very meta. So meta. Yeah. I just, I loved going there. Anytime she was dog sitting, I was like having a great time. Babe, that's how you know that your trauma is bad. When the therapist needs a therapy dog to get through your session. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, we got to talk. We got to take you to the next level of therapy. Okay. I need a therapy dog. That's a thing. (laughs) That's great. That's great. I think I would be so happy if I had a therapy dog. Yeah. But going back to your therapy thing. I love therapy. It is, I've been going to a therapist now for about uh, two years and his name is Brian. Shout out to Brian. He's great. He helped me through the toxic times with my ex and it was just fabulous. And I highly recommend everyone go to therapy. Nobody's above therapy. Nobody is above therapy. And, you know, everybody should go. And it'll help you. Even if you don't think that you need help, it will help you. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like process your feelings and things like that. And I know that you don't like your new therapist. 
I didn't really like Brian when I started with him, mm -hmm. mostly because I was one of those people that felt like I didn't need therapy. And then I went because I was in such like a bad mental state. And he really opened my eyes to it. And I think therapy is a slow burn. I think it's sort of like it takes some time. It's kind of like a speeding train. Like it, it's slow to start, but then when it gets going, things are good. So mm -hmm. give it some time. My advice to you is give it some time. Okay. See how it goes. That's fair. Yeah. What's going on with you this week? Well, this week I want to talk about etiquette. Oh, Lord, he's coming in hot. Coming. In, I want to talk about etiquette. I love you, New York. I love New Yorkers. But I have to say, a lot of people in the city do not have etiquette. Yeah, no one gives a shit about no, anything. No one gives or a anyone. shit. Or anyone. Or anyone or anything. But we should give a shit about etiquette, okay? okay? We should give a shit about etiquette. And specifically what I'm referring to is doors and doorways, okay. including elevators, regular doors, revolving doors, etc. okay? Sliding doors. Sliding doors. Mm -hmm. Let me just take you through my week. This is from this week these door experiences, okay? Okay. I was in a revolving door. <laughs> in, in, the most comedic of doors. The most comedic of doors. And I'm not just talking about my life. I'm talking about an actual <laughs> door, okay? I was in a revolving door and a woman got into my same pocket in the revolving oh, door. God. Like I got in and then she got in after me. And then I was That's like- That's sexual harassment. That is sexual harassment. <laughs> That's literally like Gwyneth Paltrow getting rear-ended by that guy in that skiing accident. Yeah. Congrats, Gwen. She won. Yeah. Hey. She's Gwynnison. She's Gwynnison. Hey. Um, and she got into the same pocket. What would you call it? I call it a pocket, but it's not. Uh, yeah. uh, it's same, same section yeah. of the revolving door. And so I was so surprised. And then I tripped on the door because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and then she backed into me. And then she was like, well, why'd you stop? I was like, why are you in my she, pocket? Oh, no. And then it was weird. She was also like 75 or 80 years old, like a little bit. on. The, so I was just like, ma'am. I don't <laughs> think you did this right. <laughs> I was trying to be. I she was, must have. I mean, my thing is like she's been alive for long enough to know better. She's been alive, alive enough, long enough to know better. And I don't I don't know what happened. I tried to be so, you know, when I'm out there in the wild in the city, like I'm usually like running between meetings, like go, go, go all the all day. And <laughs> with your little iced coffee, with, with my little iced coffee, <laughs> you know, like don't stand in the way of a gay man with his iced coffee <laughs> and a schedule. Don't stand in the way because you might get run over. I don't, you know, accidentally. And, she, you know, anytime someone is offensive to me while I'm out there in the wild, my immediate reaction is to like react like a cheetah, you know, like just to be like intense in my, like, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you paying attention? Like, stop. you know, when I see tourists on the sidewalk, they're like, oh, pretty buildings. I'm like, you're standing in the way. Like, let me cross the street. Stop standing. It's a pretty move. Move, Sharon. Move, mm -hmm. Jeff, mm -hmm. Greg, get get out the way. Um, so, okay, that revolving door situation happened. And then the other day, I was in a food establishment, a fast, casual food establishment. Kava. Close enough. And sweet green. And I was exiting... I had eat. I had eaten my sweet green at the sweet green location. Whoa, bleak! bleak. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a bleak day. It was. We were busy. We had to. I had eaten it. I. I. I was. I. I needed. I was so. I stood there and ate my salad. <laughs> there were no tables. Oh I my god! I ate my salad. 
It was a bleak day, you're right. Um, and I ate it, and then I had to get to my next meeting. And I was going to the door to exit, and there were these two chatty girls coming up, and they opened the door, and they clearly, I was like right at the door. And I was like about to, and I thought they were gonna do the nice etiquette thing, etiquette friendly thing, and open the door and be like, she walked right up. We like stood eye to eye right at the door. And I was like, are you gonna let me out? And she looked at me like, and then I looked at her like, and then she looked at her friend like, <laughs> I was like, move. Yeah. And then I had my way and left, you know? Um, well, my question is, does the, did the door in that situation open towards you or towards them? In New York City, I think that it is a requirement for doors to open out because it's a fire hazard if they open in. Okay. I think. Don't I think quote me on that. I also think the doors should always open out. It opened out, so she pulled it. Okay. And then she wanted to come in, but I was coming out. The rule and the etiquette-friendly thing to do is to always let the person out before you come in. Fair. It's the same thing we do on the subway. You let the people out of the subway car for the love of God. Let people out of the subway, mm. and then you can enter. Yeah. Follow that rule with every door or passageway, okay, yeah. people? Whether it's a sweet green, whether it's your hookups place, whether it's like whatever, let the people out and then you can come in. Totally. So that's just a frustration I have. I don't really need your advice on it, but my thing is I will continue to call people out <laughs> when they do not follow etiquette. That is fair. And in New York, it's a dog. New York is a dog eat dog city. So if you are not moving, maybe she thought that you didn't have etiquette and you're moving slow in the revolving door. Ma'am. <laughs> but ma'am, what? No, I was No, I agree though. She she shouldn't have gotten into the same one as you. The thing with revolving doors is that if you think I'm going slowly, you just push harder on, yeah. in your pocket. Yeah, true. Get in your pocket. Do and the push. work. Yeah. Get in hamster. Push push your <laughs> We're all hamsters. Push your portion here. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So she didn't do that. And the girl at Sweet Green didn't have etiquette and didn't let me out. She gave me such a dirty look. It's mm. like if you give me a dirty look, I'm gonna give you one back. Yeah. So So should we get into the problem of the week? Let's do it. Okay, here's my problem. I first started dating my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend at the beginning of the pandemic and it was fast and furious and we started living together because of lockdown um, and we really grew to love each other. We do love each other. Um, but like post-pandemic, it's been a little hard to reintegrate into each other's lives. Um, long story short, we've kind of been on again, off again, but still have a really good, strong connection. And... <laughs> My mom met this guy during the pandemic and hated him. Um, that being said, I think she kind of hates anybody I date. Nobody's ever good enough. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and so because she was putting off bad vibes, then he started to hate my mom. And kind of understandably so. There was bad energy. Okay, so they hate each other. <laughs> And now me and this guy, we've been talking and working through like what being together would look like. Um, and I think we can make it work. 
and I have to, t- <laughs> I have to tell my mom that we're back together. I don't have to tell her, but you know, eventually I'd like to integrate into my life and my mom's a part of my life and for all of her flaws, I love her very much and she's a big part of my life. Um, and I'm kind of dreading telling her. And also I think this guy is kind of dreading hanging out with my mom whenever that's going to have to happen. Um, and I'm calling him this guy, but just so I I don't say his name. Um, he's more than just this guy. So help. What do I do? How do I, how do I frame it? How do I get both of them to, I don't know, at least be civil to each other? Um, yeah, give me your thoughts. Well, well, well. It's the Mama classic. Don't play. Exactly. Mama, don't play. It's the classic mom approval. Which is important. It's not unimportant. It's 100% important. It's 100% important. And I also think that moms, I think that the caller was being very generous and playing both sides of this where she was like, understandably so he doesn't like my mom and understandable that my mom doesn't like him. Yep. And I think that's honestly, it's, it's an interesting approach because I do feel like moms have a little bit more latitude sometimes to not like someone. Yes. But moms can also be toxic too in their own right and their opinions can be weighed to whatever weight you want to include you know moms aren't perfect for sure and they're flawed beings as well just as we all are but we do give a lot of weight to what our moms think Mm -hmm. or what our parents even think generally but moms specifically as well depending on what our relationship is with our mom uh it's a tough spot to be in right because on one hand we are born into families and just by very nature of being born from somebody you are your dna almost tries to do everything in its power to help that person your parent or to make them happy or to please them so it's like nature is telling us to make our mom happy right mm. it's like in our dna and there are situations in life where you're going to want to do things that your parents would not have done or your mom would not have done or they wouldn't approve of. And you're going to have to navigate those situations. And it's okay that those situations happen. My perspective here is, depending on what your relationship is like with your mom, you are probably going to do what your mom tells you or advises you to do because you trust your mother, right? You Mm -hmm. trust them and you, you know, you have a lot of faith in them and you, you know, they want to do everything that's best for you because they're your parent. But you also are a person in your own right, right? Right. And sometimes you're going to like people that your parents don't like or that your mom doesn't like, you know? What What do you think? Yeah, exactly. I think that you know yourself best and... It's it's like a mom's opinion should be weighted and it yeah. should be weighted accordingly. And I think that it does matter, or, you know, your family member or best friend, whoever that person is in your life. That's like your truth keeper and truth teller. Um, those people's opinions should be weighted heavily. But agreed, like, you know yourself best and like you should be able to know 
if the opinion of your mom is wrong of the person you're with. I grew up in a house where dating was just not allowed. And even at, mm. when I was outside of the house, my parents were a bit judgmental oh, about yeah. casual dating. Yeah. They were like, "You, why do you need to date? Just like you get married to the person. Right. They had a bit more of like a traditional view. And then at a certain age, when I was like in my mid twenties, they were like, "Wait, why aren't you with someone? Why aren't you married?" Right, right, right. And I'm like, I, "Because you told me I couldn't date." Yeah, what the hell? it was ingrained in you. Exactly. Yeah. In the period when I was starting to casually date, I of course wasn't picking like I, I didn't pick all winners, you know. And oh, honey, we know. <laughs> yes, we sometimes we don't pick winners. Sometimes yeah. we pick severe, severe losers. Exactly, and. I felt like, and that's, everyone on their dating journey needs to have the latitude to like start low and just build higher. And buy low, sell high people. Exactly. And it's those little, you know, condos that'll help you get to the mansion. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Do a little renovation, do a little bit of upkeep and then like sell it. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think that's important to like, with each year, with with each experience, like you're just evolving your preferences, evolving who you are as a person. And but I think that you shouldn't be judgmental at who you are in the beginning of your journey. You're always you're not going to just start out out the gate picking winners. You know, you got to date a few scumbags first. And, and don't, that's, don't I know it? Oh, my God. Totally. Yeah. So but in that time period when I was maybe just like dating the people who were a bit more casual or I was just this was just like one phase, one season of my life. I made sure not to tell my mom about these people because she would be way too judgmental about them. Oh, she would be like, yeah. And, and even if I did tell her, I would not weigh her opinion too much because I would just be like, listen, you may not understand that I'm dating this guy who's, right. you know, maybe not all doesn't have all the attributes who I of what I want in someone of marriage, right. but I'm having a really good time right now. Well, and yeah. I'm having like a great experience. And yeah. I'm just like experiencing life in my twenties as a single person. Which is like And your parents did that too. It's not like they told their parents, you know. I mean, no, my parents didn't. My okay. parents literally had an arranged marriage and okay, did not babe. date. Okay. All right. All right. But Exception I, over here, but you know what I'm saying. No, yeah, right. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. My parents, when I was dating as a teenager and in my 20s, you know, as a gay man in your teenage years and your 20s, you can be, a, you know, a little bit, um, it's the word I'm looking for. How? Promiscuous? <laughs> How for show. Okay. <laughs> How for show. And I remember I would tell my mom everything. Whoa. Like, not everything. Not everything. But some things. And her response was always interesting. Oh, wow. She would say, that's interesting. And that was, I think, her way of being like, I didn't want to hear that. Or like, oh, okay. I would not have done that. And also, I was, I'm the oldest in my family. I have the younger brother, and then it's me. I'm the oldest one. Um, and I we're both gay, but I came out first, obviously, because I was older. And so my parents, I think first uh, sort of learning and understanding of gay world was through me. And so they didn't really give me a ton of 
advice or feedback. I mean, they did in pockets when it was important and necessary, but they never were like, oh, don't do that. Or like, that's not right. Or, you know, they were like, he's learning, he's growing, you know, he's kind of going through experience, but they were also kind of going through the experience with me. And they were like, oh, I guess that's what like, what happens in the gay world or, or whatever, you know? And that was, that was interesting to borrow a word from my mom, mm -hmm. uh, experience that we like both were kind of going through together. Yeah. Um, and I do know a couple of times, uh, you know, I've been in a couple of long-term relationships and, my parents really liked one of them and really disliked the other one. Oh. And the one that they really liked, you know, I could tell because they were like super leaned in and like were asking questions and whatever. And when they saw him, they were super warm with him. And the one that they didn't like, they never asked any questions, never asked how he was. And when they saw him, would like shake his hand instead of give him a just hug. Just tolerate. Just tolerate. And I was like, wow, you guys wear your emotions on your sleeve. I've had three long-term relationships. And the second person, I thought that my family accepted them and like really was fine. And now seeing how they treat my current partner, yeah. who they are actually obsessed with, Aww. I'm like, oh, wow, I... Like, they really didn't like that other guy. Right, and I right, feel right. bad. I'm sorry to that man. I'm sorry like, to that man. <laughs> yeah, like, we wish him well. Absolutely. Wish you well. Um, but, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, shocked at the difference of how they treat, how they've treated them. No, yeah. You know, we always think our parents are, like, these perfect beings or whatever, like, growing up. But, like, they're humans, too. And, like, they have emotions and they respond to people you know, in ways and we sort of learn over time, like when our parents like like something or when they don't like something. And it's it's a I think it's kind of a cool, cool part of the relationship with a parent to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Pooh, what's your pee on the caller's situation with her mom and her guy? What do you think she should do to make them get along? I would suggest for her to go to her mom and say, hey, this guy's not going anywhere. I really want him in my life and it would make me really happy for you guys to get along. It would make me happy for you to respect him and to treat him like fairly because yeah. he's not going anywhere. He is not leaving. This guy is not leaving. No. He's staying. So and I think that he, she should do the same with her partner and mm. be like, this is my mom. This is my mother. Yeah, absolutely. She's not going anywhere for the time being. Right. Like, so. And, and I think that, like, also when you are in a relationship, you should always be deferential to the your partner's parents if they are in a good relationship. Right, right. Like, you should absolutely be going, um, like, do, yeah, just being more deferential yeah. and being sensitive around that relationship. True. Like, don't pop off on them or like run your mouth about them yep, like yep. do that in therapy like do not complain about your partner's family to your partner unless your partner agrees that right. th his family did or their family did something wrong it's like you are not part of that family know your limits know exactly. your limits do not get too comfortable do not because if you cross that line mama bear is gonna come after you absolutely she will come after you yeah, I totally. So, yeah. yeah, I think that the caller should just have a conversation with both of them, and hopefully, everyone is civil and they can have their next holiday together, and yeah. it'd be totally fine. Yeah.
Okay. Well, Mirza, what would you do in this situation? What's your pee on the collar situation? Well, if I if this, if this was me, this is what I would do, and this is what I think the caller should do. I think that she should uh, she should schedule a dinner with her mom and her guy mm. at a common place. Do it at mom's house. It's probably nicer than theirs because mm -hmm. she's more established. Mm -hmm. We like that word. We like mm -hmm. established. And she should do the cooking. The mother and the guy should not do the cooking. She should do the cooking. She should make a salmon with some grapefruit, some lentils, some mashed potato, cauliflower rice. What with some cumin? Is this? I don't ask questions. Okay. It's okay. It's a grapefruit salmon with um, a little bit of garnish, and it's cauliflower rice with some cumin. Okay, and then a nice bottle of white. Mm. A nice bottle of white. Maybe two. There's Definitely. three of them. Maybe four. Definitely. 1.25 bottles each. Okay. Let, totally. Let's do that. That's appropriate amount. That's appropriate amount. 1.25 bottles each of white. And she should have a three-course meal where it's very nice. Okay. Make some homemade bread. Make some challah. Have some fish. Have yes. some cauliflower rice. Make a creme brulee for dessert. Okay. And this is a lot of work. Tea. Okay. Well, she's going to put the work in because she needs to set up this a nice meeting, okay, between the two, just to make them comfortable. And what better way to make people comfortable than with food that you mm -hmm. cook at home? Sit them down, have a nice place setting, a nice table setting, put the food down. Don't talk about anything except just catch up and very top line stuff through appetizers and the first couple of glasses of wine. When the main course comes, when that salmon hits the table, mm -hmm. that's when she has to say, all right, I've called you both here today because this guy and I, I being the caller, are dating again. We're together and we love each other very much. And it's both of you are very important to me. I love you, mom. I love you, guy. And it's important that you two get along. And I would like you both to commit to getting along. Otherwise, I will spike dessert. Wow, it seems like you're going with the Doctor Phil method here. This is Doctor. This is a Doctor Phil session. Okay, it can. You know, yeah, it's a Doctor Phil. And then you know, uh, she should be very upfront and transparent about it in a very nice and warm way. Like it's very important. I love you both. I want this to work. I know there's been issues in the past. I know people have feelings, but you know what? I want this work to work for everybody. And most importantly, I wanted to work for myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so funny because I, it's so interesting that you're taking this route because like my advice was that she that the caller should go and like have the sa same conversation. Like we're aligned on that. Yeah. But do it separately. Oh, um, because I'm worried about how everyone how both parties are going to react right so i want them to like do this have the conversation privately but you're going full dr phil and you're like we're gonna sit down and talk about it get in the person. tripod out record it if you need yeah. like for posterity for Absolutely. a record like hidden camera that shit like make a nice meal sit them down have the conversation and you know see where it goes i think that they'll appreciate the honesty even if there's some pretense involved, because, you know, sometimes that can happen with like parents and significant others, like at least they know how you feel. You don't yeah. even you don't even have to you don't even have to do it 
in like a super direct way. Like you could invite them over for a dinner and just say like, oh, just like reiterate how important they both are to you. So like that is out there. You don't even have to say like, I need you two to get along. You should just have the meal and have them both there and say, mom, I love you so much so that the guy sees how much the mom is important to her. And then she should also show affection and inclusion to the guy in front of the mom because that will show to the mom how important he is to her. And if they don't pick up on those signals, then like, you still got to do what's best for you. Like, love who you want to love and like, make your parents deal with it. Totally. And I think that like, in that situation, I will agree with you that if there's, if the vibe is perfect, like, if if everyone's had the perfect amount to drink, yep. if the music is like the right type of music, if the temperature inside aligns. A nice 71 degrees. Yes. And everyone's feeling cozy and good. There's and the, a fire. Absolutely. Then I will say that that would turn into a really fun evening yep. because like you've kind of put the, all the cards on the table and it allows everyone, to, you can even be jokey about it. Yeah. I could see the mom being like, haha, yeah, I actually didn't like you at first. <laughs> exactly. Like I thought you were a piece of shit, but you're great. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So I think, you know, get the salmon, get the Sauvignon Blanc and uh, let's have a good time. Love that. Another problem solved. solved. Hey, did you like that episode? Well, if you did, please rate it five stars on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to this episode. And make sure to come back every Wednesday for brand new episodes of The Problem Solvers. See you then. 